As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends $119.19 in store only. Our second goal is to expose the works of darkness, starting with entertainment, a device the devil uses to control your mind and soul. Why? Why? Because these are the subjects that are interwoven into a lot of your entertainment. Don't let them burn. This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our review of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. I want to remind everyone that this is a Christian movie review, so if you are easily offended... Now's the time to back out. This review also contains spoilers, so if you don't like spoilers, now's the time to back out. For those of you that don't know about Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a series from Marvel Comics that is directly connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Movies like Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, and so on. It's also tied to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. It's a story about a human hybrid, or Nephilim, named Peter Quill, also known as Star-Lord, that gets taken from Earth to some part of the galaxy and becomes a bandit with a space gang known as the Ravagers. Later, he joins a team of thieves and assassins, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, one of the daughters of Thanos, the Mad Titan, a genetically altered raccoon named Rocket who loves death and violence, and also an ant named Groot. They form the Guardians of the Galaxy to defeat a common threat. The Int, named Groot, was reincarnated at the end of the first Guardians movie. He's simply now known as Baby Groot. If you truly understand the idea of karma, also known as reincarnation, this is widespread throughout Eastern religions. It has to do with being born perfect, then getting it all wrong along the way, then coming back when you die and getting it right as many times as you have to. The gurus or the godmen of the Hindu faith supposedly have gotten it right. It's a shame that they still can't stop their aging or inedible deaths. So in this movie, we find our heroes battling interdimensional monsters and interesting foes that I'll break down for you in a second. Now, as usual, I'm going to point out some of the obvious schemes and some of the subliminal aspects that some might not be aware of. The movie opens up with Star-Lord's dad, an alien being masked in human flesh, romancing an Earth woman, Star-Lord's mom, 
Then it's revealed that while he's romancing her, he has a seed growing on the planet that will lead to its peril if allowed to later on in the movie. The first antagonist of the film is called the Sovereign, a race of gold-skinned beings that genetically modify the DNA of their people who are grown for whatever purpose deemed by them. It's the same concept you'll find in The Man of Steel and other sci-fi films and TV series like Fringe. It's also a way to predictively program viewers for a society based on these concepts in the future. After all, this is being talked about in modern day science and biological circles today. One of the Sovereign's high priestess tells Quills, or Star-Lord, that he has an unorthodox genealogy, a hybrid. This is the same concept in Genesis 6 where the sons of God came unto the daughters of men and bore giants, Nephilim. Another thing to look at is the technology of the Sovereign. They are drones that are remotely piloted to keep them out of harm's way. They deliver a barrage of death and carnage from a long distance while people in the war room cheer like they're in an arcade. If this sounds familiar to you, this is what's being done now with America's military using Reaper drones. This practice when fully visualized and implemented will advance warfare applications as we move into the reality of brain control robots, drones, virtual reality, and other devices. And some of this is here now, folks. The sexual jokes in this movie are ubiquitous and are just not appropriate for young audiences. But I guess parents think that PG-13 movies are safe enough. But in reality, these are just as bad as some of the rated R movies in the past. So, Peter Quill's father shows up in a human suit to finally meet his son. His father, by the way, is called Ego, the living planet. He woke up as a living brain that formed a planet around itself after learning how to manipulate matter with thousands of years of practice. This planet also has a face crafted into its surface as you can see from a further distance. He then created life on the planet he built around himself, created a humanoid body for his consciousness to travel to galaxies for exploration. He's one of the celestials from Marvel's pantheon of godlike beings that are reminiscent of the titans in Greek mythology, a lesser god. They are thought to have seeded planets with life. You can find proof of this in the comic books like um, Earth X, Paradise X, and so on. So, Ego didn't seed any planets like in the idea of panspermia, but he did leave those seeds that I told you about earlier on each planet that he visited for his ultimate goal. Next, we are introduced to an empath, someone that can read emotions or manipulate emotions by touch. Why is this important? Well, in the occult and the fringe science, you'll find developments of these techniques and they are ungodly. I'll just leave it at that. When Star-Lord's dad, Ego, brings him and some of the members of the group to Ego's planet, which is a planet no larger than the Earth's moon, the song playing is My Sweet Lord by George Harrison from the late 60s which is really a song about Hare Krishna. It was made to deceive the church to sing a song about Hindu consciousness. Had the song suddenly switched from Hallelujah to Hare Krishna, My Sweet Lord, in the original record. In this movie, the transition wasn't made, but it puts you in the mood and feeling like ego was God and the consciousness thereof. But he's not the God of the Bible. The makeup of the surface of the planet was very colorful and somewhat psychedelic. Now Ego, after telling Star-Lord about his true nature as a demigod, shows him how to manipulate matter by closing his eyes and concentrating to harness the power of the light. 
sort of like concentrating the chi, spark of divinity, or the force from witchcraft, Buddhism, Hinduism, and the Kabbalah, just to name a few belief systems. These Eastern religious ideas are enforced when Star-Lord's dad gives him the ultimate enlightenment when he touches his third eye, the pineal gland, or the middle of his forehead. This is where Star-Lord sees eternity. This can be interpreted in two ways. Either he sees the literal expanse of eternity, or he's talking about the living being that makes up what we call eternity. This is from the comic books. Either way, this method of awakening is the same thing that happened in Doctor Strange when the Ancient One touches his forehead, opening the third eye, knocks his soul out of his body in order for him to believe. Now near the third act of the movie, Yondu, the genetically enhanced blue humanoid, Rocket, and baby Groot play out their plan to escape from the people who betrayed Yondu. The way that this is orchestrated to me looked like a celebration of death as Yondu releases his brain controlled drone arrow that shreds through everyone and everything like butter. As they complete their plan in the control room of the ship that they're on, Yondu and Rocket finish unleashing a barrage of gunfire and death by mental archery with laughs that would make the devil blush. In case you're wondering, this is ungodly and sadistic. Later, Ego reveals that he has figured out his ultimate purpose. That is, everything has to die until all becomes him. This will happen by erupting his seeds on the many planets that he has planted them on. Then he and his son, Star-Lord, will rule the galaxy together. This concept might be taken from the Lurianic Kabbalah, where their version of God, Adam Kadmon, will reconstitute the upper world and the lost sparks of God's light, which will then restore Adam Kadmon and God will be all in all. It's also revealed that when Ego went to many other planets, he bore children, like in Mormonism. It's also revealed that Star-Lord is the only one of his sons that carried the God gene, and this is why he is favored because he is not a mistake. The rest of the sons were murdered by his father. Plus, Ego also planted the cancer in Star-Lord's mother, who died right in front of him when he was a child. Overall, the movie is entertaining and never lets up. Even though it wasn't as groundbreaking as the first film, it sets up some possible outcomes for further Marvel movies. You can see this in one of the five end credit scenes where the Sovereign's High Priest reveals that she has a new genetically modified weapon to fight the Guardians. She names the new creation, Adam. This is referring to Adam Warlock, a Christ-like figure who is directly connected to the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet in the comic books where Thanos, the Mad Titan, uses the gauntlet to become the ultimate god in order to please his love, Death Incarnate, a female present that is hard to win over by having just sheer power. I don't know if this is how it's going to play out in the future Avenger movies, we'll just have to wait and see. This concludes our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. If I missed any important details, let us know in the comment section. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates. With the Capital One Quicksilver card, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. It's easy. That's just the way I like it. Oh, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, uh-huh. 
Quicksilver card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh. Capital One Bank, USANA. Uh-huh. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.